Yutes Kislev, the 19th day of Kislev, is a historic date on the Hasidic calendar and should be on the calendar of every Jew. Because on that day, in 1799, the Alter Rebbe, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, was vindicated in a, in a trial held by uh, the Tsarist government after the Alter Rebbe had been accused of, falsely accused, of course, of uh, many aspects of disloyalty to the Tsar. The Rebbe had, uh, for years, raised great amounts of money to send to Israel, where there was a tiny settlement of Jews who desperately needed support from, uh, from other countries. Now, Israel at that time was under Turkish rule, and the Tsar was at war with Turkey. So the Rebbe's opponents, the Alter Rebbe's opponents, his enemies, uh, slandered the Alter Rebbe and accused him to the, to the Tsar's ministers of supporting Turkey against the Tsar, and more specifically, that the Alter Rebbe had designs of overthrowing the Tsar through Turkey and becoming the king of Turkey or the king of Israel. They also accused the Alter Rebbe of being disloyal to the Tsar because in the Alter Rebbe's teachings in Hasidus, uh, the att- there are ten attributes, divine attributes, and ten faculties of the soul. And the tenth, the last attribute or the last uh, faculty, is called Malchus royalty. And one of the virtues of Malchus is its humility, which is expressed in Hasidus in the expression, Malchus has nothing of its own. It receives from the previous or higher uh, attributes, but has nothing of its own, like the moon that receives its light from the sun. Well, they made this into a whole anti-Tsarist uh, attitude and, and philosophy that royalty, uh, the royal seat or the, the crown, uh, has nothing of its own and it is the last and the lowest of the attributes and so on. The Rebbe was imprisoned, was taken to prison in a black carriage, a, uh, an armored black carriage or wagon, which was used in arresting uh, traitors. But other than the arrest itself, which of course couldn't have been too dignified, there was a certain dignity, there was a certain respect that uh, with which the Al-Tadeba was treated by all the ministers, including even some of the guards. And in fact, the, uh, the Tsar himself, after hearing so much about this unusual, brilliant, sagacious and, and holy prisoner disguised himself as one of the uh, one of the court officials and came to interview the Alter Rebbe. When the Tsar walked in, the Alter Rebbe stood up, and uh, the Tsar, incognito, said, "Why are you treating me differently from other ministers?" And the Alter Rebbe said, "Royalty on on earth." is similar to royalty in heaven. Malchusa de Arak e Malchusa de Rakia. When you walked in, 
the Alter Rebbe said, I felt an awe that I didn't feel with any other minister. And so I realized that you must be the Tsar. At the trial itself, the Rebbe was asked 22 questions on many of the Hasidic customs, on many of the teachings of Hasidus. The Rebbe answered very carefully, very thoughtfully, and without any without any negativity towards his opponents, towards his accusers and enemies. The Al-Tarebbe then later would tell Chassidim that it was extremely painful to have to explain such subtle and sublime ideas to people who had no, uh, no sensitivity, no refinement, and took what he said and what was written in Chassidus so uh, simplistically and so literally. The al was arrested. Uh, as the previous Rebbe tells us, his arrest was a voluntary one. The al had the option, he had the choice, of refusing to be arrested. And had he refused, the, uh, the Tsar would not have been able to arrest him because the Tzaddik is in control of his destiny. And if the al had refused, there was no way that he could have been arrested. The al consulted once uh, he knew that he was going to be arrested. And uh, some official came to actually arrest him. The al slipped away because he wanted to do this thoughtfully. And he wanted uh, to lay out a plan. And um, he consulted with one of the famous Hasidim, Epshmul Munkis, as to which way he should go, refuse the Tsar or, or work with the Tsar. He eventually chose to work with the Tsar because he, he knew that this was a challenge not to him personally, but to Hasidus, to the teachings of Hasidus, to the future of Hasidus. And so he wanted Hasidus to be taught, and he wanted Hasidus to be available to, uh, to future generations and to all people in a natural and non-miraculous fashion. In other words, that the earth, that nature itself, should work through its resistance to the godliness of Hasidus and come to accept it on, a, on its own and from within the uh, natural system. We see this also in uh, one of the uh, incidents that is related, um, well-known and um, an enlightening incident where the Altarebbe, once arrested in the Petra Pavlovsk uh, fortress, the prison building was separated from the uh, headquarter building, from the office building, where the interrogations were held. It was separated by a moat, by a, by a water. And they had to be ferried across to the interrogation. One night, the Rebbe was being ferried across, and it was the time of the month, at the beginning of the month, when uh, you say Kiddush Levana, the prayers over the rebirth of the, of the full moon. So the Alter Rebbe asked the boatman to stop the boat. 
because you're not supposed to say prayers, you're not supposed to daven uh, when when you're in an insecure place, uh, in, in motion, where you can't concentrate properly. So halachically, you have to stop the boat in order to be able to say the prayers. At first, the boatman refused to stop the boat, but then miraculously the boat came to a stop. Just stood still in the water. The Rebbe again asked the boatman to, to, to agree to stop the boat, to stop rowing, and this time, of course, the boatman agreed. And then the Alter Rebbe said the Kiddush Levana. So the Fidik Rebbe explains why did the Alter Rebbe have to ask again after the boat had already stopped and was standing still in the water, why did he again ask the boatman to agree to stop the boat? And his explanation is that the Alter Rebbe wouldn't do a mitzvah under unnatural, supernatural circumstances. In other words, as long as the boat was standing still because of a miracle, then then they were existing in a miraculous state. And that was not a, a kosher or, or preferred way of doing mitzvahs because the mitzvah is supposed to affect and uh, permeate and change nature itself and if the uh, if the if the context is not one in nature, then the mitzvah won't have the effect that it's supposed to have on nature. So the Rebbe wanted the boatman to agree to stop the boat, so that the uh, context, the situation, would be a halachically correct one, naturally, not through supernatural means. In fact, we're also told that uh, the Alter Rebbe asked one chosid to go ahead to Petersburg and then forbade all other chosidim from coming to Petersburg. And one of the reasons was that among the Altarebbe's chosidim, there were such holy men that if they had gotten together, ten of them in Petersburg, they could have changed the course of events simply through their prayer and through their uh, holiness which would have made the whole event a supernatural one, a miraculous one, rather than uh, an event working its way, godliness working its way through nature. So we see that the Al-Tarebbe agreed to go to prison because the alternative would have been miraculous, and the Al-Tarebbe wanted everything to work through nature. In fact, there's a, a great story that, that Samach Tzedek was... Um, Samach Tzedek is quoted as saying that his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, was given a, um, a gift by one of the Chassidim. He was given a gift of a uh, snuff box, a silver snuff box. The Alter Rebbe didn't use snuff. So what he did with the box is he, re, he he used the lid, the cover of that of that box as a mirror to check his reflection in the silver uh, cover to see if his tefillin were in the right place. Because when the Alter Rebbe davened with great enthusiasm and ecstasy, the tefillin would slip to the sides or or or, or too low on the forehead. And he was told from heaven that uh, heaven was not pleased with uh, with the tefillin being in the wrong place. 
And so he became very careful to make sure that the film were in the right place, and he would check in the reflection of this silver snuffbox. Parenthetically, the Tzemach Tzedek said, don't think that my grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, broke the lid off the box. That was not the Zayda's way. There was a pin that connected the cover to the to the body of the of the snuff box, and he removed the pin and separated the cover from the from the box. It was not the Alter Rebbe's way to break the world in order to improve it. His way was to work with the world and improve it from within without destroying it, without overwhelming it with miracles. Not that the Alter Rebbe didn't do miracles, but that was not a way of serving God. It was not a way of making Hasidus available to the world. And so the Alter Rebbe was taken prisoner, and the trip from Lozhna to uh, to Petersburg was a rather lengthy one. And along the way, it became uh, Friday, and the Alter Rebbe insisted that they stop and uh, and not travel any further. And this was six hours before Shabbos. The wagon driver refused, and suddenly a uh, one of the wheels fell off the wagon. Uh, when they had fixed the wheel, one of the horses suddenly died. And when they replaced the horse the uh, horses together could not budge the wagon. It simply wouldn't move. The wagon driver realized that this, this was a holy man that he was dealing with. And he asked if they could continue on to the next nearest village to spend Shabbos there. And the Altadebbe refused. The Altadebbe agreed only to, um, to pull off the road onto the field, and there they spent Shabbos. The Fiedekerebbe writes about this, and he says that if they had waited until it was Shabbos, and a tzaddik is protected from above and is not not uh, not allowed to to be pulled or lured into uh, into sin. So if it had become Shabbos, there would be, it wouldn't be so special, it wouldn't be such a great wonder that the wagon would stop automatically. Because to, to violate, to desecrate Shabbos, a tzaddik is protected from above, and a miracle would happen from above to keep him from, from uh, violating Shabbos. But when the Alter Rebbe asked that the wagon stop six hours before Shabbos, and then all of these things happened where the wagon just wouldn't go, this is a truly awesome display of the will of a tzaddik and how it controls and affects nature. In prison itself, where the Alter Rebbe was for 52 days, corresponding to 52 chapters of Tanya, in the prison itself, the Alter Rebbe refused to eat anything. And uh, the, the guards thought that he was uh, going on a hunger strike or that he was trying to commit suicide because he was guilty and was afraid of going to trial. And so they tried to force-feed the Rebbe, but they couldn't. The Rebbe's will 
Uh, his determination was so strong they couldn't force him. When the official, the prison official came in and he was told that they had tried to force feed the Rebbe, he was very upset. And he said, you don't do this to a man such as, such as the Rebbe. And he came to reason with the Rebbe. And he said, if you kill yourself, you will lose your portion in the world to come. And the Alter Rebbe said, in order to keep kosher, I would gladly give up my portion in the world to come. So the official said, what can I do to help? To uh, How can I bring you food that you will, will, would eat? So the Rebbe said, I don't need any solid foods, but some preserves, some uh, fruit uh, I would eat if you get it from a Jewish home and if no one else touches it besides you. And so they were able to bring in some kosher food, and that's how Chassidim found out where the Alter Rebbe was. They really didn't; they had no idea where he had been taken, where he was being held. They found out where the Alter Rebbe was, and Alter Rebbe was able to slip notes or messages out to uh, to the Chassidim uh, at the bottom of the dessert bowl, where he instructed someone to go to Vilna. Now, during the interrogations and during the trial. They asked that uh, that the Rebbe translate what he wrote in the Tanya, or in his Hasidic writings. And the Alter Rebbe said that they should be translated by experts, government experts, but it should be done by, with two translators. And so the texts were sent to Vilna to have them translated into Russian. When this note in the, uh, in the dessert bowl was read, Hasidim didn't know what it was that they're supposed to do in Vilna, but they chose one of the Hasidim and sent him off to Vilna. And they trusted that once they get there, they will, by divine providence, know what to do. And so he came to, he came to Vilna, and in the end he met one of the translators. So he begged him, to translate the uh, the text honestly and 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 precisely, exactly, correctly, the man assured him that he would, and that that's his job, and that he wouldn't dare uh, mis mistranslate, because uh, there was another translation being made, and they would compare the two translations. In the end, the Chassid insisted that the, the translator promise him, give him his word that he would translate it correctly. The man promised and then said, uh, I'll be honest with you, the Al-Tarebbe's opponents, the opponents to Hasidus, had been here earlier and they tried to convince me to translate it the way they would translate it and that they're coming back tomorrow morning and if you'll, if you'll come back earlier, I'll hide you in the room, and you'll be able to hear the conversation. So he came back, and he heard how the opponents, the uh, the enemies of the Alter Rebbe, had brought a falsified translation, which would be very damaging to the Alter Rebbe. And they offered the man 3,000 rubles to use that translation instead of an honest translation. And... Uh, the Chassid was listening from the other room, and uh, he heard the uh, translator say, uh, I agree, but I don't want to take any money. And so they left. 
the translator then showed the Hasid the uh, the text that the uh, that the opponents that the Rebbe's enemies wanted him to use, and also a proper translation that he had himself already prepared previously, and he didn't want to get into the big into a big fight with these people, so he told them that he would use their text, but in truth and in fact he was going to use an honest text. And so the Chassid felt that he had accomplished what he was sent to Vilna for. This official who helped the Rebbe with the kosher food was a learned man who studied the Bible. And he asked the Alter Rebbe the famous question, Why does God say to Adam, Ayeko, where are you? And that's when the Alter Rebbe told him his exact age and said, You are so many and so many years old. And God comes to you and says, where are you? Where are you in your progress, in your growth, in your in fulfilling the purpose for which you were created? When the trial ended, and people realized that the Alter Rebbe was correct and justified and uh, so on and so forth, um, and that, in fact, he was very loyal to the Tsar and loyal to the government in which he lived, which is, of course, consistent with the halacha. The victory, the al Rebbe's victory, was celebrated with great festivity. And it was an awesome victory. After all the slander and after all the accusations, it was an awesome victory that, uh, that the Rebbe experienced. However, the Alter Rebbe, in a letter to Hasidim, after he was liberated, warned the Hasidim that they should not see this as a victory over enemies, but rather as an indication from above that Hasidus will be taught and Hasidus will be studied and Hasidus will be available to everyone in the world and that their opponents, who are really their own brothers and sisters, fellow Jews should be treated with respect and should be invited to study Hasidus and should not be ridiculed or should not be uh, whistled at and should not be dismissed as, uh, as losers because we have to go by the, by the principle of Yaakov which was the attribute of, of truth. Had the Alter Rebbe allowed Hasidim to toot their own horn, so to speak, and uh, hold the victory over the uh, over the enemy, there would have been thousands and thousands of Hasidim, uh, people who became Hasidim. There would have been fifty thousand new Hasidim. But the Alter Rebbe didn't want people to become Hasidim for the wrong reasons, or to get involved with the study of Hasidus for the wrong reasons because of a victory, because of uh, who is up and who is down. And so he uh, insisted, the Al-Qadab insisted, that Hasidim remain true to their purpose and not use the victory as an artificial means for proving the, uh, the correctness or the necessity for the study of Hasidus, but to allow Hasidus to stand on its own. Here's a letter that the Al-Tadebbe wrote to the Chassidim right after his release from prison. The Rebbe writes like this, 
the severity, the harshness of quarrels and baseless hate is well known. Therefore, it is fitting that all those who are moved by the fear of God in their heart and who stand in awe before the Word of God should be extremely careful not to be a cause, directly or indirectly, a cause of harm, God forbid. Very careful indeed, because I am tired of bearing this. It is impossible to express in a letter the true concern of my heart, to arouse in the hearts of all our good friends a love also to those of our brothers who are not wholly, full, wholeheartedly with us, along with the love of all Jews, as we are commanded in Torah. Therefore, already a year ago, after the passing of the venerable Gaon of Vilna, of blessed memory, I issued a strict warning to all our friends not to speak even the least evil or insult about a sage who has passed on, for which there is no excuse in the world whatsoever. However, after these troublesome times which we underwent, there is cause to fear that there might be some laxity, God forbid, that people will, will, won't take it seriously, on account of that many people rely on the deceased of the gone of blessed memory. Therefore, again, I issue a warning, double and quadrupled warning, to all of our friends and associates, the close ones as well as those that are far, wherever they may be, that there is no excuse whatsoever to open one's mouth and to loosen one's tongue against the honor of Torah and a venerable and pious Gaon. For we know with certainty that this is wrong, that this wrong, which was, which was, uh, which was brought about, as well as others, did not come from him, God forbid. In other words, the slander and the arrest. The same applies also to their sages and Torah scholars. May the Almighty bless the small along with the great, even though they are not among our followers. No one is to harm them in any way, God forbid, neither by word nor by big or small act. Though sometimes one of them may say something against Hasidus, saying something not to my liking nor to the liking of our followers and good friends, which means they will loosen their tongues against the sublime uh, tzaddikim and saints of the Baal Shem Tov of blessed memory and his disciples, even then he who will hear that should examine himself and bring himself to true tshuva over his own deeds, words, and thoughts, which were not expressed with a godly purpose. For they brought about the wrong, that the, the, the misbehavior, that evil is set against the servants of God whose followers we regard ourselves to be, and in whose footsteps we try to follow. Therefore, they suffer on account of us. In other words, the Rebbe is saying that when uh, we see people doing something wrong, or we hear them saying something wrong, we should examine ourselves and see where we ourselves are guilty of the same thing, and then assume that because we did it, that's what made it not only possible, but uh, more likely that others would do the same. And then he says, when remembering this, the heart will melt from what is heard and will not raise itself to loosen their own, the, your mouth and tongue against the abusers, for all the people act unwillingly 
and may the Almighty forgive them. So this uh, compassion will soften or, or dissolve the anger and the hatred, and we will have a true Ahavas Yisrael. Partner with Rabbi Friedman. Visit itsgoodtoknow.org forward slash support.